Back from the weekend on Lockdown Coyotes, Mullet Arena has shown their single game ticket prices, which go on sale today. What's going to happen with how full it will get? We'll talk about that. And the Arizona Coyotes have announced their roster for the 2022 Rookie Faceoff Tournament. All that discussed on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlak. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Of course, we're Apple, Google, Spotify, everything else as well. we got a great show for you guys today. We're talking ticket prices, single game ticket prices, um, as well as, well... The Rookie Face-Off Tournament. So we got a lot to get to on this episode, Carl. Yep, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that people have been uh, clamoring about for a while is, like, are the Coyotes going to sell every single game? Uh, and the answer up until now has been, like, well, they can't. The single game tickets aren't, haven't been put out available yet. And they wanted to make sure that you can be more than just, like, season tickets, which is is great um if it's just season ticket holders that limits the crowd to like a small group of people you want to make sure that everyone kind of gets a shot even though pricing is definitely going to be a concern for a lot of people plus single game tickets is actually how you make a lot of more money too right because that's absolutely because they're a higher price because obviously you you put a deal for those that are buying season season tickets or, or flex game flex packs because like oh right you're you're buying multiple different games at once so we'll cut you a deal single game tickets are different yep when you buy in bulk you usually get a discount um and you know i i do think if they had made it only season ticket holders they also would have had a big issue with scalping because there are, I'm sure, plenty of ticket brokerage like places that, you know, have season tickets, and the organization probably doesn't want to cut them off completely. Because in today's day and age, you do need to have a relationship with ticket brokers. But you know, you know, you you want to make sure that you get some single games in there. So like, not everything has to be purchased on freaking. I don't know, uh, StubHub. Yeah, and I mean, I and the interesting thing too, and I think, um, what was the entry level? It's still, it's well over about uh, like a hundred and something dollars, right? Like, uh, y- yes, uh, I am looking at the press release. It doesn't actually say what the pricing is, um, but yeah, it's well over a hundred dollars for a ticket. Yeah, it's well over a hundred dollars because I think what it's like fifty dollars or whatever if you're a student. Like roughly, depending on how how low or whatever, like twenty, any it could be anywhere from twenty five to one hundred bucks if you're a student, depend depending on the game, maybe where you're sitting and and stuff like that. So 
also, but answers another question for some of you guys. Arizona State University students will get a discount. And there's there's some people that would, would have claimed you get in for free. No. If you're a student, that's no. Come on. Let's be real here. No. No. But you, I mean, but that is a hefty discount. You're going to get in for under 100 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think every building, well, maybe not all of them, uh, but most buildings do offer some kind of free tickets for people because you give it out to like organizations. You do a lot of things like free tickets are a very like useful thing Uh, in business. We would call them a loss leader. You like lose a little bit of money on that, but you get people in and then they buy, you know, concessions, parking, all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, And that's where you make your real money. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, Students are going to have to pay. They're going to, you know, be paying a fairly cheap amount um, for students for a professional event, but that's fine. You want to have that kind of energy in there, and you know that those kids are going to fill up on beer because it's ASU. Uh, forks up. Uh, hang on, that that one <laughs> did the devil horns real quick, but that's a, a different hand symbol. Um, and yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how things go. I'm sure we're going to get some uh, some press releases in the next coming days regarding the Coyotes tickets progress. Yeah, and absolutely. And it, and, and it goes to the fact that there was one thing you said to st- kind of start things off is the question was asked whether or not they will sell out their games. It's like, oh, are they going to do it? Uh, according to the uh, Coyotes president and CEO, Alex Gutierrez, um, or Javier Gutierrez, what did I say? I, was, I mixed up Javi, Alex Morello and Javier Gutierrez. I can't believe I did that. Um, <laughs> but um, so Javier Gutierrez said that they're going to sell out every game. Um, yeah. And obviously that makes sense. You know, when, you know, when you're in a much smaller venue, I think 4,200 seats for the total, it's going to be, um, that's not a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, even with that, with those prices, people were still buying them. Yeah, Uh, I think on ESPN, um, they had an article about how the Coyotes revenue has, you know, surpassed just because like the amount is higher. Um, I've said it in prior episodes. I have four years experience doing group sales for an event um, company. We did events at Hula River Arena. We did events at Footprint Arena. Uh, Wasn't called that when we did events, but we did them. And yeah, if every game doesn't sell out, a lot of people are going to get fired because that is the nature of the business. Like, I, I would not think that they would have an extremely hard time selling out. Now, I am going to say, like, just right off the bat, that you know, it's not easy to sell group tickets, um, but you know, someone is going to get fired if they don't sell out every game. Um, did you see though that they're like when I think ESPN put out the article or whatever, there were some people that were surprised. It's like what? Like would really? Are you not have yeah. you not been paying attention? No, no, people haven't been paying attention. That is the most important thing. No one has been paying attention. Yeah, because like here's the here's the most important thing, and I know a lot of you listeners are gonna hear the same thing that you know Carl and I have been talking for the longest time. The Coyotes are in like the hub. They are in that center where all the hockey fans will, you know, can easily can easily get to. 
you're going to have a lot more um, a lot more hockey fans willing to pay their money and do a lot of different things, you know, around there. And obviously, like I said, smaller venue and higher ticket prices that kind of plays into it. But you know, this still does spell good news for their hope of building the uh, Tempe Entertainment District on Priest Maria Salado. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think they have a good start, and that's going to really show. Uh, the city council that the Coyotes are in a good spot. Absolutely. Uh, I think a couple of things that um, do want to put out there too. It's I'm trying to think the best way to word it. Um, I'm trying to think what, 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 how, how I was going to say it, but you know, the, I, I think the people, the thing that people were most surprised about um, was not that they're a sellout every game. I think obviously there are people that are so surprised about that, but the fact that their ticket revenue is up. Yeah. Uh, they are definitely charging more for tickets. And also for a venue like Gila River Arena, there's a whole lot of surcharges in that ticket price too. Uh, and you're you're doing a cut to a lot of people. And that is absolutely going to make a world of difference um, that – you know, Mold Arena, I don't know their ticket breakdown, but I'm willing to bet, you know, $100 right now that they have lower surcharges than what was being had at, at Gila River Arena. Probably. Um, but that's also good news, right? The fact that they have, that, that the revenue is up. And like, like you said, it is also kind of goes into the fact of higher ticket prices too, but mm-hmm. also a good sign. Like all of these are a lot of good signs pointing to, you know, like I said, that new venue that they want to build, um, which, you know, I think they're hoping gets approved by this fall. Um, I th- definitely the hope seems to be by the end of the year. By the end of the year, I think that's like the deadline to find out. Like they're wanting that, like, you know, probably, uh, definitely not this month, but like, let's say like o- late October, November-ish. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too concerned if it got to December though. Yeah, true, you know. Um, if it got that far, it won't be too crazy. If it goes like toward the end of December, like in, into January, it was like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be the case. Um, but then again, we also said that, you know, if it got to the point where Lawson Krauss was having an arbitration date set up, then that would be a concern. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, though. Um, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to go ahead and uh, talk about the um, the upcoming rookie face-off tournament. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. You know, Athletic Greens is uh, that amazing uh, powder that will go ahead and, you know, you know, help start your day because it is, you know, can you, you know, one cup of one scoop of this in your water and you're, and you're getting, you know, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and, ad- and adaptogens to help you get your day started right. You know, this special blend helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things that you want out of a good super greens, like powder slash juice. Um, and again, it is super easy to incorporate into your life. It's something that I can take every day, really easy. You know, all I gotta do is start my morning with it and you know, it, 
it, the, the, the rest gets taken care of. It's very lifestyle friendly, whether keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, and all, and you know, any of those kind of things, you can have it. Plus, the really good thing about this, it does cost you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. I know I'm addicted to cold brew; it's hard to kick that. But you know, when I find out that flooded greens is cheaper, you know, it might be easier with that. With that, with the AG one, that is. And right now, it is time to claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of water. A, every day and that's it no need for a million pills supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your purchase all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com nhl network that's athleticgreens.com nhl network to take over to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right now Back here on Lockdown Coyotes, let's go ahead and talk rookie face-off tournament because that yep. is something that's coming up um, very soon, you know, because it's like rookie face-off tournament and then like training camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's that's, that's how it goes. Well, it's rookie camp, rookie tournament, then, then training camp. Um, yes. And the roster was announced, right? And yes. You know, it's got a lot of people, a lot, lot of really good names in there, Carl. Um, Connor Geeky is going to be showing up. Con- Dylan Gunther is going to be in there. Liam Kirk is going to be in there. Ben McCarthy, ben, uh, ben, yeah, ben McCartney. Like, um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Jack McBain and, and Nate Smith, if you, if you liked what you saw last uh, season, they're going to be playing. Uh, two players who I think are, you know, have a really good chance of making the team out of training camp, but they're going to need to earn their spot. And this is where they start earning their spot. Absolutely. Um, and like, and that's the cool thing. Some of you are going to look at the roster and wonder, um, where is Maverick Lamaru or where's, um, uh, where's Logan Cooley? Well, Logan Cooley, first and foremost, he's going to college. So he yeah. can't be here. Nope. Um, uh, Maverick Lamaru, I'm sure. I think he's injured. In, yeah, he's recovering <laughs> from an injury. That's what it is. Um, but that also goes into the in, into the other thing. Obviously, the fact that Dylan Gunther is showing up means that he is reco- recovered from his injury. Yeah, uh, I, I was really hoping that Lamaru would be ready. Uh, I missed him at the prospect development scrimmage because he was also injured. Uh, he was very noticeable as the very tall man uh, walking around. I think he had a boot. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but I know that that is going to be a lot of fun. And also kind of geeky because w- he was hurt like early on in the prospect camp, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he was. He was, he was injured on day one. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, this will finally be our chance to see – you know, Connor Geeky play in a Coyotes jersey, which should be really good. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that you won't be able to see it in person because the um, rookie face-off tournament this year is in San Jose mm-hmm. um, versus last year when it was here in Arizona. It's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. But no, um, it's there. Obviously, it makes sense that they're switching where it goes every year. Um, yeah. You know, to be fair to the other teams here on the West Coast. Uh, it'll be this Friday, uh, the 16th through Monday, the 19th 
the Coyotes will be playing three games. Friday facing off against the Golden Knights. Saturday against the Anaheim Ducks. And Monday against the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know too much about those teams' prospect pools. If I had to bet, I would say that the Ducks have the best one and the Golden Knights have the worst. Just the way that they handle their, their like everything. I mean, based off of as much as I've been trying to follow, that is kind of – I'd say that's pretty accurate. I think the Kings also would have a solid prospect pool to watch out for. Um <laughs> The thing I'd be wondering about the Kings is like how many of them are true prospects now true. versus a lot of them should be, I think because they're emerging from their rebuild finally. Yeah, so. which is kind of the same with the Ducks too because I feel like they were on very similar time frames. I think I think the I think the Ducks might be a year or two behind, so it's just yeah, really close. But but we all know that like Vegas just does not care too much about they have drafting. No like like I I'm gonna try to look at their roster, but they have no. I'm like, wait a minute, who are these people? I mean, obviously you know some, but like, I'm just like, wait a minute, why? I'm like, what? Uh, and are they going to ever suit up for Vegas, or are they going to be part of the next big trade package? Those are because they because they got to keep keep. Uh, Get saving on cap space because they keep screwing themselves up. I mean, maybe yeah. they might be saved because what is it? What, what do they want to do in the next few years? They want to get up to 90 million, right? So that salary cap. So, yeah, but I'm more just meant being like included in a trade package to get the next big like guy, that like too. the next big person who becomes available, throw their three best prospects. Well, in also, player. I mean, also, you know, you're. You know, trading prospects away as to sweeten the deal to get rid of bad contracts. Yeah, so that too. That, Vegas has uh, has made a lot of moves, and I, I would actually be very curious to get like a deep prospect analysis. I'm sure like Corey Promen's done like done one for them already. I just haven't read it yet. Uh, but but that's definitely something to watch out for. Uh, these kind of rookie faceoff tournaments are really interesting because you know most of these players let's be real they're not gonna make it to the nhl like it's a full roster going there not everyone is going to be an nhl player but you really start to see kind of like who is beginning to separate themselves who is going to like take this kind of thing very seriously along with just having the natural ability because i i do think it's very easy for a player like Dylan Gunther, who's just, you know, naturally talented at hockey and has tremendous skill, hockey IQ, all that kind of fun stuff. Like, it's a meaningless tournament at the end of the day. It's probably not going to earn him a roster spot, but is he going to show up? Is he going to do all the right things? You know, I I assume so, but that remains to be seen. I mean, that was the case last year, right? When you saw Dylan yeah. Gunther in the, in the rookie face-off tournament, you were just like, holy crap, this kid is good. Um <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we, we'll see him for a little bit. But then he's like, then we, we, we realized what the Coyotes are doing. And like, we, we remembered what the Coyotes were doing, not realized. We remembered what they're doing. It's like, no, he's not going to make the roster. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're not even going to do that a couple games. They want him just uh, as far away as possible. And thank God that they did because that was a rough start. Oh, my God. Yeah, that start. Uh, I can only imagine Dylan Gunther on an O. 
an oh eleven and one start. Just that freaking moral just destruction. You're just like, yeah. And then like there was multiple injuries because I think Timmons went down in the sixth game. Um, Timmons went down. Yashkin went down. Yeah. Hutton went down. All within the first ten. Yeah. So he probably would have seen most of those. That would have been just a, lo- a rough locker room. I hope it's better this year, but it's probably not going to be too much better. Unfortunately. I mean, could be Chicago, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So I do need to make a quick correction. Uh, Yashkin made it 12 games. So he made it right to that game that they ended up winning. Uh, right, right at right before that, right before that, yeah, right. I think so. That. Unless he was scratched, um, at one point, I don't think he would have been. But yeah, who are you most excited to see uh, in this face-off tournament? Um, honestly, like I'm gonna keep going with Connor Geeky because, like, um, he is the. Uh, the high, the highest pick from this last draft that's going to be there because, like we said, Logan Cooley's not going to be there. And there's the big question mark about Connor Geeky of, you know, like yeah, he might be he might be big, he might be, um, and he might be skilled, but you know he's got to work on X, Y, and Z. You know, uh, and I want to see what he did during the summer and see what and, and see if he maybe did, made any. Um, made any adjustments based off maybe what he was told during training camp despite getting injured. Um, and to see, you know, just overall how his, like, you know, how he's developing and if how, and kind of get an estimate of how soon we might be able to see him as well. That That's definitely a good choice. Like the fact that he was injured that first day of training camp made uh, it really hard. <laughs> Yeah, it, it made it really hard. And it also just like added a level of mystery to him in where in general you're like, oh, what is he really like? Because I, I do think you were a bit more informed about Geeky than I was um, to go. But, you know, we didn't think that the Coyotes were going to have a pick where he was going to be drafted. So I didn't do too much research on him. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see what he can do. Uh, for me personally, though, I want to see what McBain can do. He, I think, is is a player to watch. Like I said, he is going to be fighting for a roster spot. Um, neither him nor Smith are really guaranteed anything. And you know, I think he could be like one of the highlights of that of that team. Absolutely. I got and I and I got another question for you too on the on the other side. Um, obviously, I don't think we're going to see Anton Thornton for at least another year or two, mm-hmm. but. At least, yeah. At least another year or two. But um, but based off trajectory, ten deck is not really living out to it. I wouldn't say there was really much expectation. I didn't even know what the expectations were for him. But like, it's like there's not really much there with ten deck. Like, do you eventually see that maybe like this tournament can help put more eyes on Thornton's? Like, all right, maybe this guy is going to eventually replace ten deck as and as a someone who's going to be down the, like, you know, ready to slot in at any, at a certain point, like in the, in the AHL or something. I mean, potentially like 
Thornton just seems like he was signed so young and he still has a lot of growth to do. Like, I agree with you that that Tendek is probably not really in the team's long-term future. Um, but I, I'm not sold on Thornton either. Like maybe this tournament could be like his big kind of like showing. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't I mean, know. You like, have, you, I mean, like they didn't draft a goaltender this, this week. So like obviously they've got faith in what they have in the system. Right. At least a little bit. Either that or like, they just didn't see like a goaltender who they thought could be that like, you know, I, I agree with you that they hopefully have someone in mind that they've been making moves to have someone in mind, but you know, if, if all they saw, they had so many picks, but if they didn't see like someone like in the fifth round that they thought was worth taking a chance on, then, you know, that's not necessarily the worst move, in my opinion. Like, drafting goalies just seems like a very weird thing. And we are seeing more of, like, you know, when has the Coyotes had a goaltender who they drafted who has been, like, their linchpin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's, I mean, going back, uh, Ranta, Kemper, Vimalka... Smith, LaBarbera, uh, Devin Dubnik. Like, none of these pl- players were drafted by the Coyotes. They were acquired. Like, maybe you don't need to draft goalies. That's true. That's true. Um, maybe you don't. Um But I think that's the thing is, you know, a lot of a lot of players, a lot of I mean like a lot of fans love the idea, right? Of homegrown, you know, it's like we're, you know, you got drafted and we're going to take care of you and you are going to be, you know, an Arizona Coyote. You're going to go through the system and you're going to be an Arizona Coyote. Yeah. And I will say that there are definitely goalies who have been drafted um, who play phenomenal with their team. Uh, Vasilevsky was probably the, the number one example. I think he was drafted by the Lightning. Um, but I, I don't think it was necessarily their first priority. I don't know. I, I am like, as the years go on, I am less and less sure about the Coyotes because it is one of those things where like, we're kind of waiting on Prospetov and it, it does feel like the the eggs are pretty much all in that basket um, with maybe a couple in Thornton. Um, but, you know, I would like to see some, some big steps from Anton Thornton. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to see some, some good steps from him. Um, see what kind of role he can do in at least this tournament to kind of get us an understanding of what, what trajectory he is on his development um, to see what the next few years might look like. Uh, I will say on five for howling, we did we're doing our twenty five under twenty five. Uh, Thornton did not make the list. He was almost there. Um, he was one of the runners up. And one of the things I discovered was uh, he had been acquired by another juniors team. So, like, if that's the case, that that says to me that someone wants him, um, and they're willing to pay for him, which is good. But I don't know. Like, there's a a lot of years before I think he is going to be 
an NHL goaltender, if ever. Absolutely. Uh, last player I do want to touch on because just because, you know, it's the uh, the novelty behind this player because of how awesome he is and Liam Kirk. Mm, um, yes. Because everyone wants to talk, a lot of people want to talk about Liam Kirk because it's like, you know, it's a novelty. Just the, like the not the novelty is the fact that there are very few UK born and and trained players out in the NHL. He was the first uh, NHL drafted born and raised player. Perlini was born in the UK, I believe, but I don't think he played there. Uh, yeah, I think he but went born, and trained, and drafted out of the UK. Yeah. Um. So, like, that's the cool thing. There's that that that's the novelty I'm referring to, and the cool thing is. Like, he's impressed in a lot of the stuff that he did. Obviously, he was injured all this last year, so there's very limited things that we can even see from him. Um, and that's, I think, what makes, I think, him also another person to watch out for. Yeah, definitely. Like, the fact that he also went down with a knee injury, like, uh, I, I kind of wish that Connor Timmons was going to be playing. He He's probably a little bit too old for this tournament, but... Still, he missed all of last year with a knee injury. Give him something to do. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see him in preseason. Uh, yeah, definitely. He is, a, he is a player to watch. Any final thoughts that you want to do, maybe on this on this roster you want to take, that you, do you want to point out? Uh, yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah. Uh, ben McCartney. Definitely is a name that stands out. Uh, is a player that I'm always interested to see. And then uh, Maximilian Zuber. Um, I am very intrigued with him as a prospect. Uh, another player who was drafted this past year. Uh, good old Zuber. Absolutely. Those are th- th- those are just some of the players that we think might be fun to watch as the Arizona Coyotes are set to uh, travel to San Jose, California for the rookie faceoff tournament. Um, an exciting, an exciting time for the, for for these young players, and it will be a good chance to be able to watch it. Hopefully, also the streaming is better, um, because last time it was not so. Yeah, I, I think I remember that. Uh, not good times. <laughs> not good times. Anyways, though, that's gonna be it for this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock F. And interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Hello!